Coffee and Bullshit, episode number 22. Uh, good, good old radio buddy of mine stopping in today to take part in episode number 22. Coffee and Bullshit is a podcast that you're obviously listening to <laughs> through a podcast app. Anyway, um, brought to you by Meet the Brave, another podcast a buddy of mine, Monty Draper, is the creator of. So tune into that after you tune into this. I think this is the first time that you're on that side of the microphone and I'm on this side. I'm getting interviewed, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, you're the guy. We work together in radio. Okay, let me introduce you. Can I use your whole name or just your first name? Sure, you can use my name. All right. Uh, I have Derek Shutterly in the podcast space with me this morning. And welcome. Thank you. Welcome to Coffee and Bullshit. Yeah. We have no here. coffee, really. <laughs> Yeah. But we will bullshit. Let's bullshit away. Let's do this bullshitting. <laughs> I'm full of coffee, if that helps. It might help. <laughs> but so, okay, I'll, I'll take it back a little bit. Um, we worked together in radio where you were in charge of the the local production of the, the commercials and the zingers and stuff for radio stations. And yeah. Yeah. You, you were... Whoop, hang on. <laughs> Whoops. Um, you were in the studio... And you would hand us copy and say, okay, read that. Yeah, yeah. Here, <laughs> this is your part. This is your part. Yeah. So now I'm kind of doing that to you. Right. Minus right. that I don't have copy. For I'm getting, right. Or uh, coffee. I don't have coffee or copy. Or coffee. We're going to make it up. We're just going to go with it. So, okay. Thanks for coming, Derek. And I, I feel like it's been more than a year that I actually saw you. It has. In person. Well, I or, think so. I saw you in the parking lot that one time we talked, but... That yeah. almost seems like it was a summer ago. I feel like, I feel like it's been. You were walking. You were about to walk home. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I was over. I was working at West Coast Paper. Right. And I used to walk a lot. Now I'm way out in White City, so I, there's no walking. Not to, to not to Highway Products. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not walking to Highway Products. <laughs> so you won't see me there. Although I do have a really nice bike that I'm still afraid to ride that far. Oh. Oh, At yeah. least sixty-two. It's it, it it's it's an, it's got a nice wide shoulder, but it's real gravelly. Here's the problem, though. At five in the morning, you know, when I'm get, getting up to go to work, it's dark. Mm-hmm. It's a little darker now, mm-hmm. but sixty-two is nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People do not look out for cars, let mm-hmm. alone bicyclists. Yeah, you got to be really careful. I've ridden it a few times, and it's really not one of the more optimal no. places to ride. Yeah, and you're a rider. I try to be. You <laughs> ride when I make when I make the time for it. Okay, so um, do I have a window open, or are we just picking up all the sounds? Just been a big truck. You've heard it too, didn't you? Mm. Um, I'm wearing the headphones, and you're not. I'm sorry. That's okay. Is that so weird? I wear headphones almost every day of the week. So yeah. <laughs> I don't need that's, to. that's the other thing is it's like since you you know you have a production company, you you do you do it in your home, so you work from home. So this is kind of familiar, right? Oh yeah. The room. Yeah, I'm very comfortable in this nice little setup here. Microphones <laughs> and mixer. And, yeah. Well, okay, so. Um, for me, I've done the podcast without headphones one time and there's no way to monitor that other than visually. I'm, I'm watching a little bit the, the levels and stuff, but is it weird to you to not have headphones? 
No, it's weird to not see the what you're talking about visually because I that's what I a lot of times when I work I don't wear headphones mm. um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I'm trying to protect my hearing, mm-hmm. which is getting worse. Yeah. Second, um, a lot of the direction that I get these days for commercial reads and for uh, corporate reads, whatever the job is, it says just be natural, conversational, like you're talking to a friend, like we're sitting across from each other now. And it, it's a lot easier to do when you don't have headphones on. Yeah. Because you put the headphones on, all of a sudden you start to... Uh, <laughs> well, Travis, let me tell you, I really love my work. <laughs> you put on the pipes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's a, the, the element of I'm talking a lot louder than I really would be because I'm wearing the and headphones. And I think, I know I do. Yeah. yeah, and I have to catch myself you know, constantly, self monitoring, and that's that's tough. Yeah, that's funny. So I don't miss wearing them. No. The are you? Do you still do the Butler ads? No, I haven't done Butler in. It's been years. a long time. Yeah, I'm on Subaru, Southern Oregon Subaru. Okay, I have heard that. Mm-hmm. So I don't really watch a lot of the local TV anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Yeah, uh, I'm not on a lot of local stuff anyway. Yeah, uh, you can call Hellgate Jet Boat Excursions, and I'm the on hold guy. Yeah, okay. Talk to you. Remember that one day I emailed you, and I'm like, "Man, I swear you're on a you're on hold for somewhere." And it was like in New York that I'm calling, and yeah, it sounded just like you. It's funny the jobs. Yeah, I forget about a lot of them. People will call me like a buddy of mine called me a couple of years ago. I'm in Wyoming, and I just heard you. That's because I image a radio station in in Gillette, Wyoming, <laughs> country, country, <laughs> Fox country. So you're the voice guy for yeah. a, a country station in yeah. Wyoming. Yeah, huh. fun. It's really fun stuff. How do you how do you get into uh, how did you get into? So I mean, you've worked in radio for years. I mean, that's how we met. Twenty three years. Yeah. The, you, we actually met before I started in radio. That's right. You were DJing, I think it was the, the Holiday Inn. The Rock and Rodeo. The Rock and Rodeo. Which, yeah. which at that point, it, it was the Holiday Inn that it resided in. You know, mm-hmm. um, Before that, it was Nindell's. But we, were, we met because of radio station events that were held at Rock and Rodeo, more than likely. Right. That's, I, I think I can trace it back to that, yeah. that venue. Yep. Yeah, that was great, and I just remember how fun it was, and you know your your energy was. <laughs> it's, still, it's funny to be near forty eight and still have that level of energy, you right. know. Until at least like like today, I'll t- I'll just let you know. I'll let you in on a little secret. Um, okay, so like I DJed last night, I DJed Friday night, so I'm up late. Yeah, and I wake up kind of early, relatively early. Uh, sometimes it's five, sometimes it's six. Today it was a little after seven, but I wake up ready to go. I'm nice. ready to go. Wow. Fired up. Good for you. 7.30 tonight, I'll be on the couch <laughs> fighting sleep like, like an old man. Must stay away. <laughs> yeah, right. Baseball is on. <laughs> I'm falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah. You go to sleep at 8 and you're awake at 3 then. Yeah. Uh, no, I sleep well, last Monday because that weekend was brutal, man. I got three hours of sleep Thursday night. I've got four hours of sleep Friday night and four hours of sleep Saturday night. So Sunday night, Monday morning, I got near 11 hours of sleep Wow! in totality. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was. So what do you do to, to, to stay energetic? How, I why, don't know. Can you explain why you feel so great after sleeping? Yeah, it's weird. It's not it? cocaine. <laughs> it's not meth. <laughs> Fortunately. You know, yeah. I don't have any. I, my only habit really is coffee. So yeah, You have a, a natural vim and vigor. Yeah, I go until I don't. Right. <laughs> I wake up ready to go, yeah. and then I'm done. And and it's funny because um, right, literally, if I'm so if I'm up and moving at seven thirty in the house, like maybe I'm doing dishes, 
there's this new energy that's happening, and then my adrenals are done, and mm. I'm like, 15 minutes later, I'm I'm cooked. Yeah, it's over. Isn't that funny? It's just you peak, and then mm, yeah, the evening. The there's that next love, that next peak, and yeah. then it's just boom, I'm yeah. bottomed out all the way. Um, okay, so <clears throat> excuse me. Let's get into a little bit of background, uh, so people will know a little bit more about you. Um, the, the the water's fine on the table. Oh, it was gonna clunk. I knew. I don't care. <laughs> and it, this is yeah. You're it, fine. I'll put it here. I'll be quiet. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> clunk it out. I'm up, I'm doing. I'm doing it too. Sound. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I it, okay. So like, while we're we're we might be a little more sound sensitive than the next guy. This is the home podcast. You know, right. no, no one's really sponsoring me. <laughs> you know, there's no need to be totally clean. And I do okay. not post produce. I just. Throw it up as it goes. Raw, just raw pow, session. It's on awesome. the internet. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Derek, tell tell the twenty six subscribers to, <laughs> to my <laughs> podcast, which I do average about thirty listens. Thirty listens a podcast. So there's nice. more than that, that that are listening than are subscribed. But it's tell the people up. where you're from, because I know. Uh, I was born a poor black child in Alabama. <laughs> You, Steve Martin. That's yeah, stealing totally ripping off Steve Martin. You know, how often do you get a chance to ask a question like that? Maybe once. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> uh, I, I was born in Southern Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and I lived there most of my life. Um, gra- I lived in Bolivia for three years when I was a teenager. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I graduated from high school in Carbondale, went to Southern Illinois University. Yeah, the Salukis. The Salukis. Heck yeah. Got my degree in radio television. Huh. And proceeded to be a disc jockey. For, okay. Yeah. I was. Uh, I got to work at my dream radio station that I listened to growing up. And uh, yeah, cool. WTAO, an album rock radio station. Nice. And uh, yeah, they hired me to do overnights back in the day when it was live. Okay. Uh, midnight to 6 a.m. Woo! Playing records. Huh. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. So you were firing off vinyl. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wh- two turntables. And, About uh, what year was that? That was, let me think here. I graduated high school in 1984. I started in 85. Mm. Yeah. So this goes back to the. The turntables that are deep and heavy, right? You know, they it was they were techniques. Um, they oh, so were, they were uh, the twelve hundred. You know, yeah, I guess, yeah. They had uh, uh, you could watch the tempo with a little light on it and adjust the tempo if you wanted to. Huh. You know, play around with it that way. They might not have been standard broadcast turntables. This was a poor radio station. Okay. As popular <laughs> as it was, poor. you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, this was in a trailer. The sales salespeople were in a trailer that was separate from the. Uh, radio station, which was in an old garage, uh, huh. like three rooms, refurbished, rehabbed, you know, uh, it was pretty ramshackle. That's and, rad. Yeah, it was great. Huh. It was out in the middle of nowhere in the boondocks. Drunk people would show up and put their head up against the window, right? You could see <laughs> right into the booth, you know, we'd be there and all of a sudden, you'd, I mean, when I was working, you know, 3 a.m., somebody show up, it's a little nerve-wracking. Oh, sure. Okay, we're... Did Play you, Skinner'd. Play Skinner'd. That'd Freebird. be what it was, Freebird, yeah. Did, did, you, uh, did you receive food gifts back in those days? Yeah. Did yeah, you eat them? Every once in a while, not rare, not often. Not no, often, yeah. No, you really, yeah, you're just really not ever sure right. what you're getting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every once in a while, somebody bring cookies or a oh. cake, or it's always something sweet and yummy. It, it, if what was that lady's name? Amaretto. Yeah. Um, uh, Amaretto. Yeah, yeah, that's a drink. Uh, and, no, but it is. It's uh, Amaretto. Amaretto. Um, yeah, Karen Amaretto. She used to her, bring the best amazing, stuff. Oh man, I. You know when 
we'd be working and uh, Kim would announce over the intercom system, Amerotico treats are here, everything would stop. Ghost. You know, yeah, we'd be head for the front room and that big tray of all those incredible. Yeah, she was, I'm, I wonder if she still does it for the radio stations. I don't, I wonder, yeah. Yeah, I had, um, when, I, when I did the night show at Kiss FM, that people would show up with dinners, you know, like, and there's like one lady in spe- specifically, um, Katrina, that showed up with spaghetti. Ooh. And, and we're still friends. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we're still friends. But yeah, she would show up with, she showed up with spaghetti and I was stoked. Wow. Yeah. I, when I first moved here to Medford in 1996, I was to work for KBOY. I was mm-hmm. the afternoon guy and production director there. After a couple months, somebody showed up to the studio with a cat for me. Okay. Like, you sound like you need a cat. She, you know, <laughs> wanted to get rid of a cat is what it was. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't say no. It was the first cat I'd ever owned. You like, kept the cat? I kept him. Yeah. What was the cat's a name? Himalayan, Persian, mix, beautiful, fluffy. I named him Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Okay. And he would sit like Jabba the Hutt in the middle of the room, <laughs> back on his haunches. It was so funny. Yeah. He was a good cat. He lived for a long time. Huh. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but uh, not not a wise suggestion to donate animals to your local favorite disc. Channel. No, don't do that. No, keep let's let's keep it less weird. Um, what other markets have you worked in, like lived in? Yeah, um, I got a degree at SIU in radio TV, and uh, I went on to work in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Okay, I remember that KGMO. Hmm. Yeah, uh, then I went to South Dakota, Rapid City, South Dakota, for KEZS. I think it was hmm. Light Rock. Hills. Yes. Um, and then uh, back to St. Louis. Uh, the radio station wasn't doing real well in, in South Dakota, and it was it was light rock in the Black Hills. Well, Come on, I'm like, what do I get myself into? Yeah. So I thought St. Louis. I was living with a gal at the time, and she got a great job, and so she'll support us while I look for work. <laughs> KC ninety five and was Hot ninety seven, I think, and uh, KSD. That was the one I really wanted to work for. Was hmm. KSD. None of them would have me. I went to 25 radio stations. I got two interviews. Not Really? But nothing. Huh. Yeah. So I was uh, washing dishes, and uh, I was a pin chaser for a few weeks, which is a guy in the back of a bowling alley who fixes the things. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, St. Louis doesn't doesn't strike me as the place as a place that I'd I'd survive in purely from the the standpoint of I'm a Royals fan and they hate they oh, hate they hate us right yeah. yeah it's a hate you would uh, you would not do well it's n- it's not like it, it's it's almost <laughs> as bad as say the Chiefs uh, Raiders rivalry mm. because baseball's rivalries are are a, a little less physical you know. But yeah, St. Louis, they don't like us at all. We're the little brothers of Missouri, uh, in Kansas okay. City. Yeah, the whole city. The si- it's not just baseball, it's the cities. They hate each other. Yeah, you know? there's just some kind of uh, cultural yeah. clash. It's went- definitely Medford Ashland. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That sort of attitude, yeah. <laughs> I went to a Cardinals game and I saw the St. Louis Blues hockey. Oh, cool. That was fun. Huh. I loved St. Louis. I had such a good time there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, Missouri's interesting. It is interesting. That's like the best thing that you can say. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. There are parts of it that are just gorgeous. The uh, the Ozarks. Uh, the Ozarks, exactly, and um, the Current River. I camped a lot there with friends. Uh, hmm. And Cape Girardeau is a fun town too. It's very old, very old uh, city. Hmm. I don't know if I've ever been there. Actually, it's, yeah, it's small. It's in the Blue Hill. But I uh, there were times when I hated 
Missouri just for the kind of backwards and a little yeah. bit redneck. And we would joke the name of the, the their motto is the show me state, mm-hmm. whatever that means. But my roommate Michael and I determined that it meant show me the way out of here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes back to a long time ago. I don't remember the year, but it's a political statement. Um, the the Democratic re- representative of Missouri, in it, this is in the 1800s, he said, I'm from Missouri, you've got to show me. Mm. And it just latched on. Interesting. So I like to say it like this. I like to say, um, I'm from Missouri, it's the show me state. So if you show me yours, I'll show you mine. Yeah. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> I've never actually said that to anybody. But I just I had to have that that there was that one opportunity to say it at least on the podcast. Save morning. it, yeah, right. Save it for that perfect moment. Save it for that perfect moment. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely it's an interesting thing because you know I I, I love it here, mm-hmm. right? Like we've mm-hmm. got the ocean, we've got the mountains, we've got pretty much everything that you could want in one state. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a city, you know, we've got small towns, the, the high desert, the it, high desert man. Yeah. yeah. Fort it's rock. Have gorgeous. you ever been to Fort rock? I was at Fort rock two years ago. Yeah. A What's that like? A birthday, uh, birthday nearby. And we headed out there and did a day trip mm. out to Fort rock. We saw a hole in the ground, crack oh, in the ground, the crack of the earth. Yeah. Okay. And, and Fort rock. It was, a, Oh, it's incredible. It's really impressive. It's just this monolithic, this massive stone, uh, outcropping in the middle of nowhere. It's just, it's incredible. And you can hike right up into it and all around in, in it. So I've seen pictures and I've been, you know, I mean, I go to my, my dad lives in Terrebonne, which is the town that Smith Rock is in. Uh-huh. So it, it, it's, is it that same type of experience where you pull up and you're like, wow, like, what um, it, it's, it's like Mars. It's not, it's, they're two separate. They're similar in that they're big rock formations. Smith Rock is a lot more dramatic okay. and really, frankly, more beautiful setting. Okay. Um, Fort Rock is also dramatic, and and but you see it for a while before you come up to it. Whereas Smith Rock, it almost appears suddenly just, whoop, the way is. they have it set up. Yeah, um, and it's very sparse around there. Um, there's no river, <laughs> for yeah. example. Uh, no trees really. It's uh, it's just sort of sitting in the middle of the, of the sagebrush. It looks like a prairie. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like a prairie. Bit. Yeah. So and you know that that's the thing is I've I've been by it so many times, but I've never I've I want to go there. Yeah. You know, and I want to see, have you been to the ice caves? No. Down in Klamath? No, there's, they're outside of Lapine. No. There's, there's a, I I don't remember, it's like something Butte Road that goes out. Powell Butte? It might. That's too far. Anyway. Anyway, Yeah, I, I, I've been on that road. Mm -hmm. Last year, actually, uh, it was, it was Friday a year ago, I was DJing an event called the Cascade Lakes Relay. And it was on that road out of Lapine, headed towards the ice caves, huh. in the middle of the desert. At and I, my set started at nine p.m. and ended at five a.m. Wow! And then my buddy and I drove home. Whoa! <laughs> Immediately you home, guys we packed are up and left. Rebels. <laughs> Worked all day Friday. Uh-huh. Drove out to the desert. DJed. Drove home. Wow. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. That's hardcore. It was nuts, <laughs> but it was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, but yeah. Okay. So it's out. You know, it's in that area. You know, the Oregon Outback is something I'd like to definitely explore a little bit more. I but, have. I've I've driven all the way to uh, the Idaho border. Hmm. The, the Owyhee Canyon is incredible. Okay. I highly recommend going to that area. Which um, is that like on? A, is that near twenty Highway Twenty? 
Because 20 is the one that goes all the way from Oregon, all the way to the, from coast to coast. Oh. Highway 20 goes all okay. the way huh. to, like, Boston. I don't know. I don't remember the highway name, honestly. It's in southeast okay. um, corner of the state. And, uh, yeah, there's some really incredible. There's a grave marker there for, I believe his name Charbonneau. And he was the first son of Sacagawea and, and uh, Lewis. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Meriwether Lewis, yeah. And there's just like this grave marker in the middle of nowhere, and there's an old uh, uh, mud walls, mud and adobe type walls of a small structure, very small structure, like a tiny cabin or house, and it's obviously 150 years old. It's got wow. the slotted windows and or slotted spaces so people could aim their rifles out the slots. What? Yeah, it's, it's pretty huh. neat. I have got to find that. Yeah, I, I wish I'd have marked on my, my map where I found We stumbled upon it. We were on an excursion, and... Yeah. Like, wow. What's this up here? It's it's really awesome out there. It's so have you remote. been to Have you been from here to like Denio, Nevada, on that road, and you come up to that giant ridge that's just out of nowhere? I no, I haven't seen. Well, unless in Oregon, yep. I think like the before uh, you get to the Nevada border, the Alvord. There's the Alvord Desert, and yeah, there is a giant ridge. It's okay. So if you, if actually if you're coming from Nevada, you just you're just falling off the earth. Oh wow, it's crazy. No, I haven't been it, to that. It, then. We pulled up. So in in uh, January of '89, we were moving back to Kansas City, and I'll never forget this experience. It first off. Uh, it was snowing. We were in a U-Haul and a Dodge Aspen, a big four-door car with a trailer, wow. automatic, mm. pulling, and we're you know we're moving back to Kansas City. So uh, I had just turned eighteen. I had totally injured my shoulder in the worst way, like so bad, and I could I couldn't really do much with my arm. I dislocated it in the car again. Uh. It was like a month after the, not even a month after the initial injury, because yeah. my birthday is on December 29th, and I did it on Mount Ashland on my 18th birthday. Oh. Flash forward about three weeks or so, we're moving back to Kansas City, and we're driving. My mom's in the Aspen, and it's snowing, and, and all of a sudden there's this giant like, you know, like this yeah. thing that's coming out of nowhere. Wow! And you you just drive up it. It's right on the side of it's a cliff thing and it looks what it looks like is it looks like plates like the earth went like this oh yeah like the, right. some dropped and some, some raised and some stayed yeah mm-hmm. wow and that sounds cool it's nuts and then you come back and it's just all of a sudden you're just come going down and wow. there's the earth it, it feels like it feels like you're looking out of the airplane window oh, either sure. coming up or going down yeah it's like oh, man okay there are some amazing uh, geological structures in this state it's just so diverse it is. And yeah. Have you been to the Painted Hills? Three times. I love the Painted Hills. I love Painted Hills, yeah. It's funny how small it is. You're right. It's a, it, Well, it's part of the, the John Day whole cluster there is the Painted Hills hmm. and Sheep's Rock Unit, I think is the other one. Hmm. And then, uh, shoot, I'm not remembering the third one, but Sheep Rock is amazing. Uh, there's the, the fossil uh, uh, trail. Um, it's near the town of Fossil, but it's in that whole John Day thing. You could walk a trail up in there hmm. where they found a lot of fossils, and they have some fossils preserved in the ground still, and they framed them in with uh, poly glass protectant. And there's a turtle, I think it's a turtle, and there's like a, a big cat, like a jag or something. Huh. Yeah, it's, and then the museum is amazing. But dinosaurs weren't real. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I just had to do that. Yeah, <laughs> my one one opportunity. Right. But anyway, yeah, Oregon Oregon has it all, and it, yeah. it's a real treat to live here. And I don't tell anybody that. Yeah, right. Keep it under your, Keep hat. It under your hat. When I my my dad is from Oregon, and every mm-hmm. summer we would drive out to see my grandmother, my grand grandparents. Uh, they lived in St. Helens, oh. and I just secret I fell in love with the state. Uh, subconsciously fell in love with the state. I didn't really give it a goal until later on when I was kind of moving around looking for work I thought you know I, I've always loved Oregon I didn't think I'd just like to live here mm-hmm. and uh, so after St. Louis I moved back to Carbondale and did the WTAO again they hired me back they contacted me they knew I was free and said hey we need an afternoon guy like wow and hey that's way better than overnight so I'll be right amazing. there yeah <laughs> awesome sure I'll do that and then that went uh, I got fired after about a year and a half there because mm-hmm. I didn't get along with the ops manager and he found a way to get rid of me. Mm-hmm. I helped produce a TV show that never went anywhere, The Search for Humor in America's Heartland. Okay. And uh, and then I got a job uh, at a local station there, an oldies station. Huh. I was the morning man. That was my first morning gig. Okay. That's fun, playing two and a half minute long songs in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's something that you you had to deal with overnights in country. It, like when I when I first started at KRWQ, of course I was doing some overnight shifts, because uh, I was part time. So you know that's how you 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 pay your dues. You work some overnight exactly. shifts. Exactly. Yeah, you start there. And man, you had to find a way to be able to, you know, drop one down and you know take care of business. Yeah. In two and a half minutes. Take your st- stopwatch with you. Just run with it, man. Right. So Literally. crazy. <laughs> and pe- people will never understand the the love that is the long version of like boot scootin' boogie. Oh sure, you yeah. Know, like okay, the live or mi- remix version. No, I go to the bathroom. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> you know what I still do at gigs? Like I'm at a wedding and I know I've got to stop at ten, right? Because it's it's city ordinance. I back time. Oh yeah, clever. I love I love it. Yeah. I'm like. Songs ending in 10 o'clock. Gotta go! Nice. <laughs> That's so awesome. Good. I did that when I lived in Rapid City, that station, the Light Rock in the Black Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to meet the satellite at the top of the hour for the news. Yeah. And that was always a fun challenge. And of course, if it didn't work on you, work out, you put like an Alan Parsons project <laughs> instrumental on or something, just fade it out real slowly. <laughs> You're watching the time. <laughs> but it was really a challenge to find songs, you know, that were the fade out, just, you know, Celine Dion on her last <laughs> note as she's fading away, <laughs> boom, the news comes Yeah, because out. you don't want a cold ending. No, you know, or, like, the, or the ID, you had to throw the ID in there. Of course, something. Like Ten seconds. Because yes. the, the thing is, what people don't understand is that the, the satellite would just take over. Right. You know, it would just, it would just it take would over. And it would uh, yeah. It'd do whatever, you, you would be doing something and it would just, it would just take the whole thing over. Yeah. Yeah, and that so, was always. Really I mean, did it was it like that back way back in the in the eighties, uh, early nineties? Well, eighties, I didn't do much satellite. We did, but in the yeah, in the early nineties in South Dakota, we had to bring the set. Let's see, no, we had to pot it up. Um, okay. We could, yeah, we could keep it potted down okay. and override it if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I've never worked for a station where satellite would just take over if we weren't. Carol B. Hugh did it. Oh really? It just took over. Oh wow! Yeah, you had to you had to back time or fade. Wow. You know, it'd be, like, it'd be like a... Or on the air on cue. Okay. 
Yeah, so you knew. You, they give you an, a warning, you know. You had your clock and hit your warning. It was like you had zero seconds to pop <laughs> down. <laughs> None. <laughs> and done. <Yeah. laughs> but, um, huh, that's cool. So, and obviously, you know, your roots are now, like, in Oregon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I lived in Quincy, California, worked there for three years at a radio station. Again, mm. mornings and program director. And that was fun. Mm. Got to report to Gavin and got sent to Las Vegas to see... To meet Engelbert Humperdinck. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, and I went to a Gavin convention once. That was fun. Uh, so that was fun playing the program director role. But mm. uh, that station was spiraling out of business, and that oh. was very obvious. Mm. And uh, I heard, I started looking, and uh, remember, I applied it, I applied it KLDR. Grants KLDR? Pass. Yeah. Oh, Didn't even boy. hear back from him. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I saw, you remember, Opportunities section in Billboard yes. magazine. Yes, or Radio oh, Records. Radio Records, Radio me, Records. Radio Records yeah. And uh, I was like, wow, Oregon, awesome. And I had to look up on the map, get out my Atlas, Grants Pass, where's <laughs> that? I, I just was northern Oregon familiar. Uh-huh. And they never got back to me. And then I heard KBOI was hiring. Hmm. And amazingly, they hired me. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, so that got me into Oregon. Who was there with you back then? Jennifer Wilde, uh, Bill Meyer. I love Jennifer Wilde. Yeah. They call me Cousin Opie. Do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing okay, I think. They're up in Sutherland. Or not, just outside of Elk, Elkton. Yeah, Elkton. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I'm still in touch with her. Yeah, I, I emailed her once in a while. Uh, Bill Meyer and uh, <clears throat> Ron Matthews. Okay. Meyer and Matthews in the morning. Yeah. One of the best morning teams ever. And Ron Santos. Oh. Uh, Rest in peace, mm, Ron. The Ewok uh, of Rock. The Ewok of Rock. Uh, Marty McGuire. Also. Another... R.I.P. Um, uh, Jim Sudi, who was the he came on board as the engineer okay. just a little bit after I started, um, and he and I were quick friends. He's a lot of fun. He lives hmm. in Ohio now. Is he? Yeah. Um, Holly Davidson. Mm. I ran into her the other day at Cartwright's. She's engaged. Yes. Yeah. I love Cartwright's. Oh, I do too. Yeah, it's that beer selection's crazy. Best. Yeah. <laughs> they do it. The person that the, the beer buyer is a friend of mine. Oh, he's, Ursula he's doing a good. Jo- she's doing a good job. Awesome job, boy. Have you had the Bowie? No. Bowie is a brewery in Astoria. Huh. And I went to I went to Astoria late October, early November with a group of friends. We actually went to Rockaway Beach. Okay. And then we went up to Astoria on like a a day adventure, and we stopped in and had dinner at Bowie. And then <clears throat> I knew my friend Ursula was doing the beer thing at Cartwright, so I emailed Bowie. I said, hey, do you, are, are you guys working on distribution in Medford? And he said, yeah, we're looking for places in Medford. And I gave him a list of grocery stores to walk into, and, awesome. and they landed at Cartwright's. Excellent. Excellent. You're welcome. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll take that. a T-shirt, please. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> my, uh, I have a great, great, great cousin who helped build the that t- uh, column that's in Astoria. Rad. Do you know that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I almost walked up it. Mm-hmm. I don't do heights very well. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a narrow... Uh, yeah, it'd be it's freaky. Creepy. Yeah. It's the coming down part that would... <laughs> I was walking up it going, oh man, I gotta have, I'm going to come back down yeah, this. Yeah, goes up. <laughs> nope. I'm, no, I'm good. I, got, I literally probably got about 30 feet up when I realized that the come down was going to be tough, so I just... I, I left. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. tough. This is enough. No. And you know, the, the thing about Astoria is there's just so much neat things, you know. You've obviously got the Goonies house, and don't go... 
go to the Goonies house. Like, don't go up the driveway. Oh. He's got a neighbor that hates it. Yeah. Yeah. And is mean about oh, it. Shoot. Which I think, you know, you kind of have to understand from the standpoint of, like, you don't really have any privacy mm-hmm. because you live next door to a landmark. Yeah, it's unfortunate for him. Yeah. But that's just the way fame goes. It, that is. And one time I was there and um, he was yelling at an old lady. Oh, jeez. Dude. Oh, man. I mean, I came, I got out of my car. I was sitting there and this lady was just trying to back out. You know, she pulled into the driveway, and he's all, get the, out of my driveway. I'm like, oh, hey, man, and get out of my car. I'm like, hey, man, you know, she's just trying to get out of the way, yeah. and you're causing stress. Like, you need to chill out. And he comes, and I'm like, we can roll, dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, he chilled out. But, man, yeah, he, he doesn't like it. So if you're going to go to Astoria and you want to experience the Goonies house, just stay on that little road and take a faraway picture. It's still visible. Yeah. But, man, it, it's neat. And then you've got the, the little, like, movie museum because there's been a few movies filmed in Astoria. Right. But that fucking bridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's something. That's one of the realest bridges. Yeah. If you have a fear of bridges, stay out of northern <laughs> Oregon. I rode my bike over that bridge. Did you really? Yeah, I, I attempted a Southern Oregon or an Oregon Coast bike tour about oh. three years ago, and I got as far as Lincoln City. Okay, so you must have been coming from the north. Yeah, north to south. Because I was gonna say, like, you made it, dude. Right. <laughs> you job. got that way. Yeah, you made right. it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to do north to south. That's the recommended route. Mm. Um, so plus the coast is on your right, so you yeah, can better view. Better view, huh? Yeah, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> it pretty, had its challenges. Pretty sure I, I, yeah. I'd bail out way before Lincoln City. Yeah. <laughs> like, this I is great. I still, want to, I still want to finish. Huh. But. What's the farthest you've ever ridden? Uh, uh, in one day, I rode 101 miles uh, during the California AIDS ride in 1997. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. Which was, uh, that goes from San Francisco to Los Angeles. And so one of the legs was... That long day, and that was a long... I was very happy with myself, though. I felt pretty good. That's still going on. It does, every year. A friend of mine was in it with her father. Oh, awesome. And they have a a dress day. Like, these men wear dresses. Right, yeah. It's very... uh, It's so animated and fun, and uh, yeah, all kinds of characters ride it, and yeah, it's so well-supported. UPS are rock stars on that event. Cool. uh, Yeah, they pull these massive semi-trailers that are showers. So, you know, they pull up, their door's on the side of them, they, oh, but they put the steps to mm-hmm. it, and you walk up there, and it's like a row of ten shower stalls. That's what they do for the Wildland crews. Yeah, oh, I bet. Same, same They have thing. those trucks. Yeah, yeah I sold a, um, I helped design and sell a, what's called a cross-frame box for people that do water support to Wildland fires. Oh, so nice. that was kind of neat. Yeah. I still haven't seen the picture of it on its truck, but it went on a big international 4900, which is, it's not like a 18-wheeler, but it's a bigger semi-truck with like a, a water box on it, you know, what a, wow. a tank yeah. of some variety. And then it has the cross frame that we designed together. This cross guy. frame to help support it on the truck? He puts his hose in in it. <clears throat> so okay. cross frame, it just goes like, if you look at, if you look at the side of the, of the truck, um, if you're looking at, at like the driver's side door, there's mm-hmm. a, a box that goes across the whole back mm-hmm. and it's all aluminum and diamond plate and it has two doors on each side and it's like, there's like a, a shelf unit in there mm-hmm. and he can throw his hoses in there and 
That's what he bought it for. But in he and I, and I won that. Uh, I won that job off of a company that builds the exact same boxes that has them as a as a standard. But they're in Canada, and they use cheaper material. And I, I upsold them to a better material and made them wait eight weeks to receive it because right. we had to design it and build it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that you know, highway products, that's their, their uh, forte, right? It's yeah. amazing external structures. Mm-hmm. They trucks. build nuts stuff, man. Oh, I've toured the factory. Have you? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we made a commercial for them years ago. 1-800-TOOLBOX. Huh. You remember that? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that was that was Marty's voice. Uh, uh-huh. That was the signature sound we created for them. 1-800-TOOLBOX with like a <laughs> thunder sound. And, yeah. But anyway, I got to tour the facility. It's so fascinating. Steel bending and cutting and welding and yeah. stuff that I'm totally not familiar with. Not, not even close, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm, I'm 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 definitely not a uh, builder of anything. <laughs> I'd like to learn how to weld. I think hmm. um, I, this year I've been exposed to something I've never experienced before, and it's kinetic machine racing. Uh, and these people are they're artists and engineers, and okay. the whole thing it started it started in Arcata fifty years ago, and so I participated in the fiftieth annual kinetic Grand Kinetic Challenge in Arcata over Memorial Day. Got totally hooked on it. Uh, my neighbor has a kinetic machine. He asked me Neat. if I wanted to go with him because I ride with him. Because cool. it's all about pedaling. The kinetic element of it is you're pedaling. Huh. It's one way or the other, you're on this machine. And uh, and then we did uh, Corvallis a couple weeks ago, hmm. the Da Vinci days. But I now I think I want to build my own machine. Okay. But you got to be able to weld. You have to be able to weld. Yeah. And you can weld steel, but aluminum welding is different. Oh, Okay. And I don't really, I can't explain. I don't know. <laughs> I, about the end of I just know that it, the, the, how they hire welders is like a, a guy will come in or a gal will come in and they'll say, I'm a welder. And they'll say, cool, come in the shop and run a bead and we'll mm-hmm. see how it looks. Mm-hmm. You know, because aluminum, I guess, is different. And it might be, uh, I don't, it's, it's actually stronger than steel. Wow. And, and half the weight or maybe close to half of the weight of steel. Yeah. And it does not rust. Right, and the material that we use, it, it's like the, you don't even need to put a clear coat on it. It's so good. Wow. So it's it's interesting to learn all these things, and I actually don't even sell on that on that knowledge anymore. So what I'm doing now is completely indirect sales. So I'm actually setting up dealers to only sell our accessories, not so much the big stuff. Okay. But like <clears throat> the uh, gold wing boxes. <clears throat> The uh, headache racks, and mm-hmm. we make bed rails and a slide, a mm-hmm. whole slide unit for the bed of the pickup. Oh, those are cool. Super cool. Yeah. So I just sell the idea of them selling that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's going well. So I have I have 27 states as a territory. Holy moly. Nice job. I have Texas. Yeah, that's I get almost just work busy. in Texas. No kidding. 10, 10 million trucks wow. in Texas. Wow. Florida is number two. Huh. Okay. Yeah, big shipping Yeah, from the ports. I suppose well pickup. I'm just talking purely just truck pickup guy. Oh, pickups. just truck guy. Oh, or municipalities, wow. huh. you know, fleet opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a lot of times it's it's literally asking a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. You know what the hardest part of my job is? <laughs> What's that? I have to ask a question and then shut the fuck up. Oh, let them talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like just listen, just listen. <laughs> it's got to be a little tough. For you. I know how much you like to. Chip I'm, a, in. I'm a little chatty. <laughs> a little chatty. Just real, a little chatty. <laughs> Hence the uh, coffee and bullshit. I have a podcast about it. Yeah, 
podcast about being chatty. I recorded a I recorded yesterday with a friend of mine who just moved back here from Southern California. Mm. I knew him from DJing in Ashland, and he was a college student. and And at the end of it, I was like, "Bro, I think I talked like ninety five percent of that. I'm so sorry." <laughs> but the and it's funny because I've had a few guests where I had I had a, a buddy of mine on who I literally I think I might have asked three questions, but he gave so much. Uh-huh. He, it was like he was prepared. Nice. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, and, and, and that's fine. Yeah. And then there's another guy who was like, I'm asking like a million questions. It just short answers. Yeah. yeah. Is yep. that me? Am I giving short answers? No, you're, doing, <laughs> you're good, you're good at, at the give and take of conversation. Because that's, that's literally what... So it'll start out as like a couple of questions, you know, and, or, or mostly questions. And then it turns into more like a conversation. And yeah, just, rambling and just rambling. tangents and yeah. Yeah. The first one I did was was poorly executed, oh, and the, the first ones are tough. The first three, yeah, and then I had because I had a completely different little mixing board, and it only mm. had two um, head amp style connections for the microphone. Yeah, and then like I pre Sonus little thing, junk, mm-hmm. junk, and then I wanted cardioid microphones. Oh, yeah. So and not not the dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted, I wanted this, <laughs> this the little stands, the little the setup, yeah. felt like a little radio station, you uh-huh. know, like a little setup. Oh, it's very convenient. It's a nice setup. Yeah, you don't have to hold the mic. Right. You can just yeah. sit at it and talk. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a radio station. <laughs> I feel like I'm at the radio. Station. You're, you're back at the radio, <laughs> and and the habit for that is to talk into the top like that. Right. right. No, but not on this mic. No, because yeah. the the top doesn't pick up as much as right here. No, you can see the little guy. Cardioid it? pickups look like a heart. Mm-hmm. Like the little MySpace heart mm-hmm. from the day. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, um, but yeah, okay. So now you have your own production house. Yeah, I uh, quote unquote retired from radio uh, in two thousand nine. I think it was. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So you come out on ten years of being a sole proprietor. Yeah. In house. In. House uh, production house, like in home, in home production studio, yeah, voiceover mm-hmm. facility, um, and I've, I'm so thankful. It's so it just keeps going and going, and I have an employee, a, a office manager, mm-hmm. person who handles the billing and everything. Still Suzanne. Don, no, her, her name's Suzanne. Okay, uh, she's great, um, and uh, she might be moving to Denver though. I just found out <sighs> last week, so I'm going to be looking. Anyway, uh, it's it's. A fantastic job to have because there's so much variety. I get all these different jobs from clients all around the world. Hmm. Uh, I mean, last week I was talking about how to properly cut glass, uh, you know, and then I'll do a narration for a medical film on catheterization. Hmm. I'll tell you that way. I love catheters. I've got one in right now. No, I don't. (laughs) All of a sudden, the host becomes real quiet. Yeah, (laughs) cricket. Hold on, I'm peeing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, It's just, it's really fun because the different clients, Mm -hmm. everything from major companies to independent producers. uh, And uh, we have 300 or more voice talent. I haven't done a count in a while, but I Mm -hmm. I represent talent who do what I do. Mm -hmm. And... If it weren't for them, we wouldn't be making it because that's the variety. Right. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun. And I'm going on actually the 20th year of having the business. Okay. I started it. Actually, my ex now and I started it mm-hmm. um, and built it over the course of nine years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, 
while I worked in radio. Mm-hmm. And we did this test year. I remember <clears throat> Chris and I decided, it's like, okay, Wooly Bugger's doing well. The name of the company is Wooly Bugger Productions. That's a whole other story why I used a silly name <laughs> like that. But it's like, just do this test year. Why don't I just set aside my salary, my paycheck, and we live only off of Wooly Bugger money. And Chris had quit her job at Charter. She's working at Charter Cable. Yeah. And we're like, uh, we, we thought, well, that's a little adventurous, but let's try it. We did it all but one month. No I kidding. I was able to save 11 months, and then that oh. following spring, I gave my resignation. No kidding. We can do this. I right, let's, you know, we'll we'll make it work. Huh. And, yeah, and it's just... I could a, not. I'm such a spender of money. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of frugal. Uh, I'm not. Sort of, but then I look at my credit card balance, and like, what? Frugal? <laughs> <laughs> That's not real money, though. Uh, right, you know, yeah. like, it's not tangible. You don't get to touch that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know that uh, up until... I worked at West Coast Paper when I, when I, it had been like 10 years since I had a bank account mm. or more. I did not have a bank account. Wow. Cash in hand kind of guy. Cash only. Yeah. Well, then you know what you have. Yeah. I had, I took, when I bought my Honda, I had $2,500. Was it 2500 It was a lot of money in mm. ones and fives that I was oh, saving. Man. So I'd go to like Noble or somebody and get a cup of coffee and I'd throw the singles into this can. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, this Folgers can that sits on my table. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went in to buy the car and I literally took this can and I had money, just all this <laughs> cash. And they were like, we have to count this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Here I'm so go. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But then I, I had to get a bank account. I was act, actually, it was Siskiyou. I, was it Siskiyou? Yeah, I had to get a bank account because they required that you had a direct deposit. Mm. So before I went to West Coast Paper, I was at Siskiyou Gifts and doing sales there, and I got a bank account. Mm-hmm. Now I still have a bank account. It's weird. Yeah. You, I don't, you, you don't use it, though? I mean, that's where my, all my check, my, my okay. pay goes into the bank account. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't actually enjoy it. Yeah. I've been experimenting with paying for my bills with a credit card because yeah. I had got this REI card and I was like, oh, I'm going to get all these REI credit points. And then when I get my credit the next year, I can get this awesome outdoor stuff, you mm. know, whatever that is. Uh, but the thing is, I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that a couple of weeks. I was like, oh, my God, I've been using the credit card and I'm going to have this amazing, huge REI dividend. This year. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> but I'm switching off. I, I got another credit card because I just I don't need more stuff from REI. I'm, yeah. I'm really, I'm set. <laughs> I, I imagine you were stuff. probably pretty set because I know you well enough to know that you've got, you're an outdoor guy. Yeah. And I've you got, probably have all stuff. the supplies for everything I do. <laughs> Derek's outdoor supply. How can I help you? <laughs> right. Can I loan you some shoes? Hey, I, I have an idea. So you can start that as a business and I'll, I'll help you uh, get commercials done. Okay. I know a guy for that. Yeah. You okay. Know, I'll get your voice work done. I know a person who does that. <laughs> Derek's Outdoor Supply. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll keep me busy. I yeah. like to say things like, uh, you're, not, you're not using social media anymore, but, you know, right. there's this whole uh, young people verbiage, you know, like, it's lit fam. Yeah, I've seen the fam thing. That just came into my world about a month ago. And it's a, it's a couple fam. years old now. Fam, really? Family, well, fam. Right, so right. I like to do it as if I'm, like, a cheesy game show announcer. Hey. It's lit fam. <laughs> <laughs> Or, my swag is on 100. (laughs) 
And I also think that it'd be really fun to do rap music, but in like Richard Cheese lounge act. Wow. You know, wow. That'd be hilarious. Totally cussy rap music. Yeah. Yeah. But then cheesy. What's swag mean? It's swag? Like swagger. You know, like that oh, person God. has a okay. certain swagger about okay. them. Now they, they just say swag. I'm not hip at all. I just, I don't have kids. So I, you don't have kids. I'm not so up you with don't the have vernacular. <laughs> And there's a there's a lot to be said for not needing to know the the youth's vernacular. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. But it's, it'd be nice to be a little contemporary. You know, <laughs> Riley will say that he'll text me things, and I'm like, "What? You're WTF? A, yeah." <laughs> I, when, I, when I say WTF, I say, what the Frank? What the Frank? <laughs> what the Frank? What the <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, so um, I like to, that's what I like to do. So if you ever come to a need for like a voice actor that is a cheesy game show host that only says millennial catchphrases. I love that. I'm your, do- I'm your guy dog. Yeah, you're. I'm the guy. That's me. I That's a call to Travis Hinman. All right. The Travis Hinman. <laughs> I'll come by the and TH. I'll do all the swaggy stuff and then I'll leave. That'll be fun. That yeah. sounds like a game show or a, a rather a, a cartoon character. Um, <laughs> my, my other friend, Derek mm-hmm. Cole, who spells his name exactly like you do. The right way. The right way. Yeah. As, and that's what he says too. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, uh, we have a game show. Oh, and um, the game show is based purely off of conversations that um, he and I have, and we say something funny. And we have what I call... You, like, fill in... A quote bank. Oh, yeah. And, okay, this these ones I can read, because we already played this game show. Okay. Um, so the idea was, we had, like, this giant house party, and we, I, we sat, or we stood at the end of a pool table, and I was the, the question asker. Okay. And you had a person here and a person here, and you had to buzz in with, like, a farm animal sound. Okay. And then you had to tell, I, I, read, I read the quote, then you buzzed in, and you had to say who said it. It was either Derek Traver, Two Chains. Two Chains is a rapper. Okay. So I got these quotes, and some of them are, and you have to tell, you have to, you're playing now, you're in the game. You don't have to buzz in because you're the only contestant. Okay. I've never even heard of Derek Two Chains. So. Who said it? Derek Traver Two Chains. Oh, you'd be the wingman. Let's get one thing straight. Who said it? <laughs> uh, you'd be the wingman. Uh, I know that is uh, Paul Root. No, it's either Derek Trav or Two Chains that oh, said, I it. See. You said Sorry. it. Sorry. Yeah. No. 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 Oh, uh, Derek. Nope. You're wrong. I said it. <laughs> Uh, not eating carbs doesn't make you white. Who said it? Derek Traver, two chains. Derek. I said it. You so. Okay. I'll... <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. Uh, that, that one's a little too long. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. I'm trying to find one. Because we also have wild cards. Uh huh. Like, and we didn't play the wild cards. So other people no, said I mis- things. Yeah, I misunderstood it first. I thought these were stuff that, uh, yeah, that, you know, like a famous quote also, but it's just no. you. The, the three of us. Or the you or the two of us. Yeah. yeah. And it's only the two of us as we're like, we'd be sitting down for coffee in a coffee shop and we'd just say things. And I'm like, hold on, that's a quote. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Are these for here or YOLO? <laughs> two chains. Nope. Derek Cole. Derek <laughs> oh, said that one. I should have gone with my original guess. Yeah. <laughs> S just got game. so R. That's just got so... S. Like, shit just got so real. But uh, it, it was S just got so, so R. R. That sounds like one thing you'd say. That was Derek. Oh, wow. 
Balling so hard, I deserve an and one. There's two chains. That's two chains! Finally! All right. All right, well, we're done playing that game. <laughs> so that's, we did that. We did, it was like an hour, almost an hour long. And then you, you, I had them all written down on index cards. So if you got the quote right, you, had, you kept the card, uh-huh. and that moved you into the next round. Uh-huh. So then you had the second round of head-to-head card holders. Oh, boy. And then you had, we had more quotes. You guys have a lot of quotes. And now I have a whole new list of quotes to do for game the game next game. game show. Yeah. Nice. So I'm a cheesy game show host. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. To it say. Works. Yeah. And maybe I should have you be the voice guy of our cheesy game show. Oh, hey, that'd be fun. Well, you were kind of locking it in there, but yeah, I'd be glad to be <laughs> cheesy game show host. I've do got you, a guy who does that. Do you, do you have any kind of cable television? I did until a month ago. So you fired cable. Yeah. Get on YouTube and look up Talk Show the Game Show. Oh, it's Fun. so good. It sounds good. The host is super flamboyant. He's a giant, overweight, bald gay man. Okay. He dresses so well. Yeah. And he has people on, and it's set like a game show, or a talk show. Talk show, the game show. But the game is, you get scored on points for things like name dropping, uh. plugging a project, bringing a gift, <laughs> you know, making the guests laugh, telling uh-huh. telling a joke and getting a laugh. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, and then you, at the end of the first round, it's, there's three guests always. So you, you bring out the first guest, they do their thing. There's a, you know, a three minute interaction that's timed. And then there are two judges that give you additional points based on style or, you know, the kind of jokes that you told or, you know, the fact that you brought a gift or whatever. Um, and then that all adds up and then the next guest comes out and they go through the same process and then you have the two people and you have this score and that score and one might be a little bit ahead of this one and then the third one comes out and the third one's a little bit of a ringer Uh. because the third one can come out and either just shit the bed or be hilarious (laughs) and then they get scored and then it's it comes down to the top two okay of the the leaderboard yeah yeah and then you have a lightning round and that lightning round gives you the winner of the overall show it's so good. It sounds fun. It's so. I want to be on it. That, well, how, have, have you looked into how to get on? Well, it's celebrities, so oh, it's only I'm only celebrities. I'm only oh. locally known. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you got to get your local one going. I got to get a local talk show, the game show, <laughs> and I'll have you on. That's all. Oh, let's do. You it. can be the. Ju- you can be one of the judges. Okay. <laughs> you can judge. Well, I'm good at judging. Are you? Lo- do you love judgment? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging. <laughs> I love to judge. I'm li- li- okay. So let's talk about that. So, like, do you like to people watch? Oh, sure. That's judgment. Yeah. yeah, judging you for the. Well, judgment. you can't help. I think it's a natural thing. You cannot help judging someone. Like, <laughs> you know, it's whether it's just your own opinion. It's like, oh, I don't like that shirt, or mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't like the way they sing. You know, I like your shirt. Oh, thanks. I don't know how you sing. No, I don't sing. <laughs> well, there's a reason why we DJs get into DJing. Yeah, because we can't sing. We, we don't sing. Yeah. I like to tell people I'm a pre-recorded musician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be going over I'm really well. Professional lip syncer. I'm professional lip syncer. <laughs> have you? Okay, so you're not. Since you're not on social media, uh, and you don't have cable TV, there is a TV show called The Lip Sync Challenge. Wow. And it's celebrities, and they come out and they lip sync a song, and they do like they try to do like dancing like the artist would or whatever. Oh wow! And it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. corny as all get out. Well, like now, local police enforcement are getting into doing 
lip sync challenges. Wow. And the one that was from the Jackson County Sheriff here was so good. Wow. So good. And it helps that I know a few of these guys, and I'm like, oh, man, I need him on that a little bit more. You know, like, his part was too little. I need him more. You know, he's a buddy of mine. Oh, cool. So it's cheesy as all get out. But I I like, that's where I, I like cheese. That's great. Lay it on thick. (laughs) Lay the cheese on real hard. But it's entertaining. Anyhow, thank you for coming. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I hit you up months ago. Uh, yeah, right. Before and you were like, I've got no time for you. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. You did. I <laughs> cried for months, and then you wrote me back, and I'm like, oh, I felt hugged. It was a man hug. Yeah. yeah. I went to Japan. That's what, oh, that's what how was that? Yeah, it was beautiful. I was about to sign off. Let's get into Japan. I know. I'm cutting you off here. Tell it's, me about uh, Japan. Well, it's it's uh, delicious and strange, confusing sexy humid humid not too bad clean so clean uh and orderly and people are quite nice Hmm. just beautiful i I really loved it um and it was i wanted to go to get myself out of my comfort zone okay the only traveling i've done is to the country that speaks spanish because i can speak spanish and so i can get around but espanol marco does so (laughs) That's what you. That's what you hear when you call sprint. Markel numero dos. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, so Japan. Uh, heck, uh, there was a deal on a website that I follow for flare, uh, flight fares. Mm. And uh, gosh, it was it was. I was there for twelve days. Wow. And I loved it. I was in Kyoto and Hiroshima. I did a bike ride that's kind of famous down there called the Shimanami Kaido. Mm. And uh, Tokyo for a couple of days, and I ate so much amazing, awesome food. Hmm. And yeah, I was way out of my comfort zone. Couldn't understand a thing. Got lost several times. So when you were outside of your comfort zone, what gave you comfort? What brought that back around? While in Japan, uh, there wasn't a whole lot that... I mean, I just kind of settled on the fact that I didn't really understand anything. Hmm. And it's like, okay, I just accepted it. So you threw yourself into your inability to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. To exactly. know and be familiar. You threw, you gave that, you gave yourself to that. I wanted to, yeah. I wanted huh. to see just how it would, I would do. And You know, there were moments where I was a little, slightly panicked when I got lost on one thing. I almost got on the wrong train one time. I mm. hopped off like at the last second before the doors closed. And I would have been like an hour down, down huh. the country. Uh, it, it, it's, it's fun to, to face that. I really needed to do that. So. I have a friend in Oakland. Mm-hmm. This is a relative. He loves to travel and he, he's, uh, he's a rapper and he's so into pe- He's so into people. He's such a neat guy. I met him in Rogue River, Oregon uh-huh. Uh-huh. at a show I DJed and we instantly became buddies. So this guy is his his rap name is Beegis, and he's That's funny. He's name. fucking funny. He's a funny guy, <laughs> and I I knew immediately I had to just basically adopt him. And he's you know my little brother. Yeah, not really, but you know like we, we connected. So he um, he travels to foreign countries, and he's been to Japan a couple of times. Uh-huh. But he took his daughter with him on the last trip. Oh. He also podcasts. Oh. And I'm stuck in the middle of his podcast with his daughter, mm-hmm. rapping, like talking about Japan. So a lot of it's like taking place, like they what, what they'll do is they go for the day and they enjoy whatever they're doing and then they come back and they talk about they it on the podcast. It. Oh, very nice. So it's all one podcast of every day of their trip to Japan. Yeah. 
So and it's really and his That's daughter really cool. is super funny. Oh, good. He's funny. Uh huh. I mean, his name is Brandon, but his you know you have to have a rap name. Right, right. You know, like I have Opie. That's my rap name, and mm. you're Derek, but your rap name is Derek. Because <laughs> I don't rap. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna write a rap together, and oh, it's gonna be voice acting rapping. Oh, voice right. rapping. You talk about popping peas and uh, yeah, yeah. Speak naturally. Well, if you pop your peas, it's actually beatboxing at that point. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'll do that. We'll work. We're gonna work on that. All right. But yeah, it's interesting because he kind of talks about like when you go to another country and you're you know, you know the signs are in a different language the the people are speaking to you in a different or speaking in a different language whether it's to you or not mm-hmm. and you have to maneuver through that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he talks about getting on the wrong train ah you yeah. know and then having to circle back to get back to right. where he was going get off the next exit i think that though was in thailand Okay. He had like a whole experience, and he likes to like do crazy stuff. I probably shouldn't talk about it, but <laughs> okay. actually, he he talks about it. So he gets right. into some some trippy like microdosing. Oh wow! Little tiny doses in Thailand. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's advisable at least from, <laughs> for me. I don't know if I I have a hard enough time keeping up with everything going on in reality. In March, I flew to Indiana mm-hmm. for work. Mm-hmm. I was so. I couldn't do it, dude. I hated it. I hate flying. Yeah. I hate it. And it's funny because, uh, you know, I don't, it's not really being up in the heights that freaks me out. It's the idea that if you fall, you know for five minutes that you're fucking dead. Yeah. Right? That can definitely be overpowering. Fuck that. Yeah. So I got high on the plane. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I'm doing edibles. I oh. snuck edibles in uh-huh. my pocket. Just let them <laughs> let them take over. Yeah, just like, <laughs> let go, let ganja. Yeah, let go, let ganja. <laughs> You just did that. Good job. But um, then I was was making the joke of like, uh, I had some severe back pain. I have a 300-pound tractor tire in my backyard that mm. I, I hit with a hammer, and I was flipping it. And I, I'm not doing it right. The form was off on the flip, so I've stopped doing that. Uh-huh. I just hit it with the hammer nowadays. Uh-huh. But I had hurt my back, and I'm like, shit, I have to be on the plane with a hurt back. And then I'm no like, good. hold on. I'm gonna be the guy during a during the you know the plummeting of the airplane. Like everyone's like, "Oh shit, we're all dead!" And I'm like, "My back!" <laughs> Finally fixed. <laughs> Five minutes of back pain until I die. Not that we're gonna die, but actually, I'm so complaining about my back. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna focus on as we fall from thirty-five thousand feet. Oh. Like my back. <laughs> God, well. Well, on that note... <laughs> yeah, so good to see you. I'm glad you made it home from Japan. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks. When was that? That was April, last two weeks of April. Okay. Yeah. And then you had other stuff, too. Like, you had a couple of things that you said you were... The races, yeah, the kinetic races. Um, but that's been about it. Uh, I've been up to Portland for my brother's 50th birthday. Are you still, like, kind of right over there? I am. It took me eight minutes to drive here. I could ride my bike if I wasn't so, weren't so smoky. You could have ridden here in eight minutes. Why did, why did <laughs> driving here take so long? Uh, yeah. Eight minutes? I'm at work in White City, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Five miles an hour? Yeah, right. Creeping along. Huh. Uh, That's funny. Granny speed. I'll get there. It's Sunday. <laughs> Sunday driving. <laughs> right. I, I used to... I had a girlfriend of a bunch of years ago that always called me driving Miss Daisy because I'm like oh. stick it at the speed limit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. Like, but the fuel is better that way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. Poke along. We should go on a road trip. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should go to um, 
the Oregon Outback. I was thinking Eastern Oregon. Yeah. Man, go to crack in the ground, hole in the ground. All Fort of the Rock. things. Mm-hmm. Well, Christmas dude, Valley. Christmas Valley. I've driven through it. Yeah, yeah. Because you go up there and you get on 20. It's wide open spaces. It really is. Yeah. And have you been to Gillette, Wyoming? No, I have not. I have. Yeah. Been right through it. There's You just don't stop in places like it's, that. Uh, yeah, so it's like Eastern Oregon. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. You come into Wyoming and it's kind of dramatic and mountainy and beautiful. Right. And then you get to the like Nebraska part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, All of a sudden it's, it's flat. Flat and windy. Yeah. Yeah. Cheyenne. Oh, yeah. Having lived in Fort Collins, Colorado, or having also lived down by Colorado Springs and we drive up to Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, you, um, you cross the border and it's just like instantly wind. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. Yeah, and you're pummeled the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> Have you ever been to Western Nebraska? No, no. I've been to uh, I've been across the entire state of Kansas and Colorado, mm. but I don't think I went up into Nebraska. I've been in South Dakota, of course, and I have driven through parts of Wyoming. I think I've been to Cheyenne. So you've been probably on um, you've been on I seventy. Yes. Driving. Boom. It kills people Yeah, in the middle of the night. It makes you crazy. You fall asleep. Mm -hmm. It's a rhythm. Um, And then you drive through like Brush, Colorado, Mm -hmm. and it looks, you get into eastern Colorado, it looks exactly like Kansas. Oh, man. Yeah. And then you hit Denver and you're just fucked in traffic. Yeah. That goes on forever. Yes. Massive, massive city. It's a really neat city though, because you get down to Lodo and it's like clean and neat. At least it was when I was when I was there the last time. Oh. It's clean. It's a clean place. Uh-huh. And Colorado experiences three hundred days of sunshine every single year. Wow! So people are really happy. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, there it's Seattle is gray and depressed, and Colorado's like, hey, they don't even need the marijuana. No. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> we don't even need to do that. They don't need the marijuana. Yeah. But anyway, I've I've got I got to wrap up because I do have somebody coming by. Right on. Um, but man, and this not for great. another podcast. You're the only podcast today. I'm the one for today. You're awesome. the one for well, the day. Well, thanks for including me on this, Travis. Thanks for being included. Yeah, <laughs> gladly. Over and out. Thank you, Derek. See ya.